Hello, and welcome to Playability, where we hold conversations at the crossroads of gameplay and accessibility. I'm your host, Rebecca Strang, and I'm joined today by Jerry Hawthorne of Plat Hat Games. Jerry designed Mice and Mystics and Tail Feathers, as well as Stuffed Fables, which was the first game from his new adventure book system. This year, he's launching the second game from that system, Comanauts. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're happy to have you. So my husband and I are a few stories into Stuffed Fables right now, and we are really loving it. So I'm excited to learn more about the next game in that adventure book system. I know Comanauts is going to be taking on some more mature content, and it looks like the recommended age is even increasing from 7 to 14, and the play time is a bit longer. So can you give us some details about Comanauts and its development story? Sure. I guess I'll start off with the genesis of the idea behind Comanauts. Several years ago, when I was working in a different industry, I had a client of mine who was a clinical psychologist, and we used to talk a lot, and I just found his profession to be fascinating. And I also enjoyed his unique outlook on the world. And one day we were having a discussion and um, he had discussed that the things that, that you repress in life, those, those things that happen to you, those, those moments of trauma that you try to forget and you try to mm-hmm. repress, by the act of repressing them basically makes them more powerful. And then to make it more descriptive for me, he said it was like you take a mob boss and you throw him in jail, you put him in jail, but they're still running their organization from prison. And now they're untouchable because you can't do any more to them because they're already in jail. And that idea just sort of stuck with me where when he associated these bits of trauma that might hold you back in life, he associated those with mob bosses. And I started to think, wouldn't it be cool if you could have a game where you could get together with your friends and you could take on these challenges that hold people back in their lives? That was where the idea came from for Comanauts. Okay. Yeah, that definitely sounds very interesting. Yeah, so it basically in Comanauts, there's this genius who has the answers to saving the world. And it's a big adventure that takes place inside of this person's mind. But basically what you're doing is he's in a coma. He's been zapped with some weird dark energy from his machine and his machine uh, is malfunctioning. And then it's supposed to provide this clean energy for the whole planet. And if the machine melts down, then it'll destroy our planet. So they use this experimental technology and they send the players inside the mind of this genius. And uh, he's had a very, very troubled life, and he has uh, a lot of psychological scars in his life. And you basically go into those realms of his memory or his imagination, and you take on those inner demons of his, and you fight them for him in hopes of, you know, having a contact with his inner child and maybe finding the answers to saving the world or maybe even bringing him out of the coma. Interesting. And so two things that I really love about Stuffed Fables are Stitches fables that kind of set the theme as you begin each section of that story, and then the Mm -hmm. talking points that are included at the end that are really helpful, particularly if you're playing the game with kids, because you can talk about all of the big ideas that you hit in those stories. So will we be seeing versions of that in Comanauts? We didn't include any versions of that in Comanauts. We sort of left it up to the players to kind of interpret things the way that that they want. Okay. It's, we tried to, um, instead of being so specific, like with Stuff Fables, where we were, had a specific message for each story in Stuff Fables, we wanted this one to be more open-ended so that the players would have to sort of learn more and discuss amongst themselves and generate dialogue so that they can learn more about the coma victim as they play. Sure, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially with the, the more mature content and upping the age for this one, too. 
Yeah. And when I say mature content, it's really not that there's anything really, you know, vulgar or, or whatever in there. It's just that it's not, it deals with some subject matter that probably would be lost on, on uh, younger players. Sure. And probably, you know, since you're looking back over this person's life and, and all of the, the adult style troubles that are plaguing him, it really, it just wouldn't be something I felt that children would really engage with, I guess. Sure. And so when it comes to accessibility with games, design or gameplay, what does accessibility mean to you when you're approaching games? Well, it can mean many different things. But uh, personally, for me as a designer, when I think of accessibility for my games and stuff, I try to think of, you know, having the game be made so that the broadest amount of different kinds of people can play it and feel not only represented, but also they can also engage with it with with the actual mechanics of the game. I don't try to make it, you know, uh, I don't try to tailor make my games for a highbrow audience or for, you know, this audience or that audience. I try to be as broad as possible so that you can bring more players together with a variety of ages and a variety of backgrounds. Sure. And I know you mentioned you kind of came into this with the discussion you had with your friend. So were there any steps that you took or any precautions that you considered kind of approaching the topic of mental trauma and dealing with this topic? Sure. Yes. I mean, first of all, for years, I've been reading as much as I can about modern psychology and the way that the emotions work and the way that the mind works and stuff. But Keep in mind that this isn't like this sort of comprehensive, you know, package of, of psychological workshop type stuff here. Sure. <laughs> what it is, is it, it's an adventure where we, we purposefully leave vague any sort of mentions of any kind of personality disorders or anything like that. So it's not a clinical sort of exercise. It's more of a philosophical journey where the intent is that the players could play it and it would make them think about the, the things that hold themselves back in life. The way that the psyche works is when you encounter the things that you do in your daily life. At the end of the day, when you're asleep, your brain will, it'll basically timestamp all the information that it received that day, and it'll file it away in chronological order. Anything that's not significant enough to last very long in your memory banks will get immediately shredded. But if you suffer anything traumatic, and I I shouldn't say the word suffer because you can have positive traumas as well. You can have things that happen that are positive, you know, extremely positive or, you know, or very mm-hmm. negative. Anyways, these things, they don't get time stamped. They don't get filed away in your emotional memory banks the same way as your typical memories. And because they're not time stamped, whenever your mind wanders to those memories and thinks upon them, it'll feel fresh like it happened just, you know, days ago, or it'll feel very fresh and very raw. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically the concept that I want people to play with and think about and contemplate and share with each other is this idea that because these things aren't timestamped, they're going to always feel fresh. And we just need to learn how to embrace that and add it to part of who we are and move on. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really like about the system so far is, you know, there are bigger questions. You can have those discussions after you play the game if you want to. And if you just want to have a good time having an adventure, you can do that too. <laughs> yes, it's it's very much an adventure. And it's not always doom and gloom either. There's bright moments. There's uh, As you get to know more and more about the main character, you know, your empathy towards his life should grow. And each time you get done with a game session, there's an ending, whether you, you know, 
one or not. You're going to have an ending that's going to move you on or move you forward. So, sure. uh, and, and you'll read those and, you, and, and you'll get sort of a bigger understanding of where the players fit into this person's experiences. Great. And so if you had to pick one thing about Komenos that was your favorite part of the game, what would that be for you? My favorite part of the game is throughout the game, part of your main goal is collecting clues and or hopefully having an encounter with the inner child of the coma victim. And it's through the, this inner child, it's basically that you're always searching for an interaction with this inner child. If you have a successful interaction with the inner child, they'll give you a little totem that'll allow you to travel to a different portion of the coma victim's psyche. But the way you interact with the inner child is he will give you a vision. And then that vision is like a little card with a little bit of fiction on it. And you'll read the vision to your fellow players. And you all have to sort of discuss amongst yourselves which emotional, you know, which emotional trauma that this particular vision matches. And it's not as easy as, as you might think. Because there's some emotional nuances in the game. For instance, if you're trying to hunt down the inner demon that's holding him hostage in his mind, and that inner demon is shame, but you're in the portion of his memories that deals with guilt. It could be very, you know, they're very similar. What's the difference between guilt and shame? Those kinds of little things that the game allows you to explore in sort of a natural way through discussion. It allows you to learn more about your fellow players, but it also allows mm -hmm. you to, you know, sort of remove some of those barriers of talking about trauma and talking about, you know, the emotional health and, and mental health. So I love those little bits of fiction. In that moment when I when I observe people playing the game, I really I really dig that moment where they're trying to figure out okay, what which one does this sound like? Yeah, I love that. That sounds like a very unique play experience too. <laughs> yeah, I it, yeah, um, it's it's very much an adventure book game. It uses very similar mechanics to Stuff Fables, but the storytelling is completely different, and mm -hmm. it does take a little longer to play and. It, the playtime is variable depending upon you know how quickly you figure out where you need to go and how quickly you tune into these emotional clues that you're receiving throughout the game. And this one is also going to be two to four players? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. And so what's the timeline for the release of this game? It just released last week. Last week. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So people can start looking for that and getting it to their tables right away. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so for anybody who wants to keep up with you and the projects that you're working on, where can they find you online? I am probably Twitter is the best way. I'm mice underscore guy on Twitter. All right. So they can find you on Twitter and then the Playhead Games website as yeah, well. Yeah, our old dinosaur of a website <laughs> where all of our contact information is on there. And I mean, anybody feel free to reach out to me. I'm not you know, I don't put up a barrier between myself and, and any of the people who like to talk about games or engage with my games. That's what I do this for. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking to me about Comanauts. It sounds fantastic and I can't wait to dive into it myself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so for our listeners, if you have any questions or comments you'd like to share with us, you can email us at playabilitypod at gmail.com or find us on major social media platforms at playabilitypod. So thanks for listening and I hope this episode helps you play with a new perspective.